position. Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux-like platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which... That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know, uh, join us on Steam, and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news. We have the latest titles that we are interested in. Of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews. And then we have, of course, everyone's favorite the deals! Uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of... It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 125 of the Best Linux Games Podcast, being recorded for you on this Friday, the 17th of May, or March, sorry, 2017, so that would make it for our sequel friends out there, uh, 2017, oh, three, seventeen. hmm, interesting, at 5.18am, uh, Pacific Coast time, uh, that make it... 5.17 a.m. No matter how you slice it, 24-hour time. Um, yeah, we have a lot of stuff to cover this week. Um, not too many new and noteworthies, but we do have some top stories. Um, first off, uh, we're the column is going to remain on hiatus again this week, so I know that... I know. Oh! Crack Engineer Ivor Molina over there in the booth. Oh! Oh, he's saying that he loves you. He's saying that he loves you all. And that he's sorry that he's been fired. Which he also says... A good idea. Yes, he's that stupid. He's that worthless to the show. Crack Engineer, Ivor Molina's been fired. Ivor, the audience says that they will miss you as well. I love seeing this love fest every week. Week after week. Week on week. Week on week action. Hot week on week action here on the Best Links Games podcast. Um, I have no idea what the fuck that's supposed to mean, but it means a lot more than anything the fucking president has said in the last six weeks. Oh my god. And Sean Spicer. Watching little Sean Spicer, who's about to hit his... He's going to have his... his we're going to have a Facebook group for his quinceanera. So that we can all celebrate him finally growing in to the woman that uh, he is about to become. It's a painful process, but he's about to get his first period any day now. The death watch on the Sean Spicer period continues. Whoa! Oh my god! Ah! But we try to keep this a Trump-free zone as much as possible. So, um, our top stories this week are 
apart from the column being on further hiatus, we only have one new and noteworthy uh, title to bring you. We do have a bunch of deals, but we do have a review, a full-blooded, full-throated, heartfelt brains review. Um, and that is of Seven Days to Die, which we have... Let's see. Let me look. We've played 99 hours of, so that's like at least seven times one. Zero. Like, that's like 70 hours. So it's like, you know... We played it over, I don't know, we played it a lot of hours. We almost played 100 hours of Seven Days to Die. So, failing a lot of new releases this week, um, blah, we'll do our new and noteworthy in our top stories. Thank you, Ivor, for that, even though you're fired. Um, oh, he's holding up the whiskey sign! Thank you, Ivor. Wow, look at crack engineer Ivor Molina. Even as he fails... He did manage as a final act. And this is, of course, our St. Patrick's Day episode. So, brains! Um, nothing to do with St. Patrick's Day, but we. this is our Narvin Kimball N-A-R-V-I-N-K-I-M-B-A-L-L um, Memorial Day podcast. Uh, you know, it turns out when you do, when you keep a lot of, uh, keep a lot of holidays that you yourself have made up, a lot of days of rem- remembrance, um, eventually, and you keep doing a podcast for forever, eventually, they all kind of line up. Narvin Gibble was a banjo player for P- Preservation Hall Jazz Band, uh, during what I regard as their most glorious years in terms of recorded music. Um, he was also the voice of Preservation All Jazz Band for many of those years. Look him up or go to www.thevinylfreak.com Thevinylfreak F-R-E-A-K dot com and check out the uh, Narvin Kimball memorial episode that we did uh, years ago. Um, so yes, our new and noteworthy for this St. Patrick's Day. Oh, blimey. Oh, oh, faith to be gora. Oh, fisting the sheep. We'll be fisting the sheep. All right, all right, all right. Faith and be gora. So, Ivor Molina tells us that we will have fisting the sheep, my old good recording of it. Um, both available for you in video form as well as uh, audio at the end of the show or in the show notes. But uh, I do want to mention our one new and noteworthy is called Brain Out. B-R-A-I-N slash you know, not forward slash, but slash because there is no such thing as a forward slash. There's a slash and a backslash. Unless you're in the wind- land of windows. Which we do not care about. Let's see if can we hear anything? Well. I can't hear anything going on right now. So, that's cool. Um, brain out. B-R-A-I-N forward slash, you know, slash, whatever. O-U-T. Came out February 24th, 2017. It's like a cross between Soldat and Minecraft. So it's a uh, two-dimensional side-scrolling uh, runabout, gunabout, mouse-driven shooter um, with some crafting elements, some defensive elements, etc. So far, it's got mostly positive reviews. 1,686 reviews. 78% of the 1,000 for this game are positive, so... Mm. I played it, I jumped into a quick game. It runs on Linux, and it's free. So that's Brain Out. Other than that, I think we should get to our review for this week. Um... Oh, that explains why. 
Oh, thank you, Ivor. Oh, you patch bay motherfucker. Thank you. Um. Yes. So I think we should get to our review. That's that's really what I feel like. Ivor. Ivor Simon Theodore. In accordance with the laws and regulations regarding the internet within your local jurisdiction, Best Linux Games Podcast now presents you with a dose of clap. Just kidding, motherfuckers. It's review time. So, our review this week is Seven Days to Die. That is Seven Days to Die. Um, a game which is okay, so if you want, here's the long and short of everything you need to know about Seven Days to Die. If Fallout 2, Minecraft, and uh, yeah, Fallout 2 and Minecraft had a baby, and then it was sent to you know, uh, to mature in like an automated portal-based, well, not portal, but, you know, Fallout 2 and Minecraft that had a baby and sent to daycare in the Skyrim slash Elder Scrolls school of uh, remedial education. That is exactly what you get with Seven Days to Die. Um, it is a fucking unremittingly difficult super hardcore survival challenge game, very geared towards realistic survival, which if that's what you liked about Minecraft originally, then you will fucking love Seven Days to Die. Oh yeah, I forgot. Add zombies. Add zombie horde. So, the premise of Seven Days to Die is that you awaken Naves Gain um, National Park which is somewhere in Arizona, somewhere between Las Vegas and uh, Yuma, Arizona, about a hundred and some odd miles from Phoenix, depending on where you spawn. Every map is different. Every map is spawned off of a seed, which is the name of your save game. The game saves continuously. It is really cool. Um... If you've grown up in the Southwest, or if you know the American Southwest, you will recognize the shorthand that um, Seven Days to Die takes in terms of portraying the American Southwest, especially in terms of Arizona. Um, This Phoenix, you know, this, not Phoenix area, but this, this kind of wasteland between Phoenix, Yuma, and uh, Las Vegas. I've driven a lot of this. This is like kind of this is very much the Yuma Proving Grounds um, which are about 100 miles outside of Yuma. This is the the landscape is very reminiscent of it. Um, It has a diverse diverse um, diverse number of biomes ranging from like high Sierra Nevada um, mountains with snow um, to you know foresty areas to um, destroyed city areas to um, desert areas I have I would say do your best if you if, if the first time you start the game you end up in a desert area restart with a different spawn seed you want to start off in like a forest area to begin with because it's it's hard. Desert areas are hard. They do have every area, every biome confers its own advantages. But here's the cool thing about Seven Days to Die. Seven Days to Die pits you against the zombie horde. You have woken up after the zombie apocalypse has occurred. You are cold, shivering, naked, and alone in the wilderness. Um, in, and in generally in depopulated wilderness that is a pro- prevailing prevalent blah 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 theme um, none of the biomes or the geography except for Dyersville which is like a small town that sometimes spawns 
in some seeds. Other than Dyersville, there it's generally depopulated um, service routes. Those types of roads you'll you'll discover, um, or destroyed post-apocalyptic cities, or um, all different kinds of biomes. The emphasis in this game is very much on realism. Now, what do I mean when I say that Fallout 2 and Minecraft had a baby? Specifically, this is a first-person shooter with role-playing game elements, meaning that, like, you get skill points that you can spend that are almost, like, very similar to the perk system in Fallout 2, but you can gain skill points um independently of level ups individual level ups level ups give you, you know, a big batch of skill points, but you can gain skill points in individual disciplines by using them so if you're a big fan of like running around a lot to, you know boost up your athletics, you can do that, it's gonna get you killed, but you can do that the other thing is very very realistic damage food, hydration, climate, um, armor, weapons, weapon usage. Those are the probably the first seven basic things that you're going to come into contact with in the world, world of uh, Seven Days to Die. So you start off naked, cold, and alone, and it gives you, luckily for you, it gives you a group of tasks that orient you pretty quickly to the way the game's crafting system works. Because you can build and improve upon defenses, but only in a fairly realistic way. Um, It's all very much geared toward realism. So, for instance, one of the first things that you're going to have to do is, like, you know, craft a hatchet out of a stone axe. So, like, you're going to take plant fibers several rocks and some pieces of wood and you're going to make an axe this all spirals well the fuck out of control I've like I said at the beginning of the show I've spent almost 100 hours inside of this game I have only just now figured out a lot of things in in terms of like fundamental survival because like initially you're gut instinct is gonna be to go towards a house. You're gonna try to find a house. And then you're gonna try to fix up the house. And you're trying to defend the house. Defend the house from what? I hear you cry. Well, after you craft a bow and arrow um, and a lot of arrows and your own plant fiber clothing and your own cloth clothing and your own cloth armor, you're gonna be trucking along and then you're going to start noticing that every night the zombies go hyper aggro. And that's because the zombies in Seven Days to Die starting from day one and every night in between um, the zombies in Seven Days to Die, they are light phobic. Light saps their energy. Light makes them slower. Light makes them weaker. The inverse is also true, which is something that like is kind of difficult to understand until you learn this lesson the hard way. This is one of the greatest things about Seven Days to Die. It is a brutally difficult game. Um, once you start rocking on your, you know, defense, you know, your base defenses and stuff, and you start like actually being able to harvest resources and start thinking about the tech tree and stuff like that in your first game or maybe your fifth game it was like more like my seventh game in my case but roughly you know before my first 10 hours of playtime had expired that's kind of where I was and I you know all of a sudden I'm coming up to the sixth day and I'm thinking whoa I wonder what's going to happen on the seventh day well if you don't want to know, then you're an idiot because you're going to experience a lot of seven days in seven days to die. And I'm not even going to say spoiler alert because seven days to die 
time ticks by in like a I'm going to say two and a half seconds per every uh, minute uh, of, you know, day, actual clock time in terms of the game, wall clock time. Time ticks by, and there's so much to see and do in Seven Days to Die that uh, even once you know what the fuck you're doing, um, it's going to be very difficult to accomplish what the fuck it is you know, your overall strategy is once you have one, and that happens that begins to broil about your 15th 20th game, maybe about 25 hours into the game um so here's here's some material things that are really cool about 7 Days to Die you can go from a stone axe and stone spade and uh, you know, wood wood framed fucking dwellings to um stone straight up stone cobblestone cobblestone built fortifications with trenches dug with spike pits blah that's the intermediary phase from there you can go all the way up to straight up iron age fucking phase where you are making not just your own bullets but your own bullets, your own guns, your own gun modifications for a variety of different types of, you know, semi-automatic to automatic weapons ranging from 9mm pistols, uh, magnum, you know, 44 magnums, um, you know, revolvers, straight up to AK-47, generic AK-47, I guess. I've not really ever fired an assault rifle in the game because it's difficult um all the way up to sniper rifles meanwhile you'll spend a lot of time with your bow and arrow and in the intervening hours it takes about 6 hours before you get to the 7th day but here's the punchline oh yeah and you can build steel structures you can build cement mixers you can learn to trade with the um, trader you can even be absorbed by and this is not in multiplayer you can even be um, picked out by uh, other survivors quote unquote NPC survivor groups um, if you fulfill their challenges on time if you're lucky enough to even receive them meanwhile you have to keep yourself hydrated fed and all of this is hyper realistic for instance one of the things one of the many 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 things that you will get very used to balancing is and I hate to tell you this if this is a spoiler alert but trust me I wish someone had told me this a long time ago zombies are attracted to light so if you have torches around your fortifications, if you have a campfire that that remains lit, if you live in a building, once you have a forge, if you live in that building where that forge is running, zombies can see that. They might not be able to smell you. Oh, by the way, did I mention smell? Okay, zombies are attracted also by smell. What What type of smells attract zombies? Oh, the smells of killed meat. They really like that. You also really like that because you need that. Smells of killed meat comes from killing wild animals, harvesting their meat and their hides from which you can make armor and clothing and all manner of different things. This is the type of realism blah. Now, how much realism? Let's talk about how much realism so the game is not you know a one to one simulation of survival in in Nav's game it is fucking very close though for instance one of the biggest problems and one of the biggest reasons why I highly recommend that if you spawn with your initial seed in either a desert or on the snowy tundra and can see no way out Get the just quit that game, delete that save, and then try other spawn seeds until you get to a forest. Because you're gonna want a forest, especially for your first game. Why? Because while the desert, the desert has many bountiful things that are great and unique to the desert. 
Same with the forest. Forests have cotton. Deserts have yucca plants as, as well as aloe vera plants. Those are great. They're also unique to both of those, you know, blah. So, desert, yucca, and aloe vera. Forest, cotton. The desert will fucking crush you in ways which you cannot even believe. It is crazy to die of heat stroke level... I can't remember... I can't remember if it's called heat stroke or whatever, heat exposure level 2 where it starts to sap your stamina to the point where you can't move and then you start losing health because you are now dying of exposure in the desert and you're 50 feet 50 meters from your base and inside your base there's nothing there that can help you the desert is there to crush and kill and eat you now, how realistic? Okay, equally bad are the snowy tundras. If you spawn in a snowy, snowy, snowy place, you will have to deal with various different types of zombies throughout the game. In snowy places, there are the lumberjack zombies. These guys are motherfuckers. Even once you level up your arrows, your your archery, to where, like, you know, headshots generally kill your average zombie, these guys will take 10, 15, 20 arrow hits to the head. They will also be very, very fast. All zombies go hyper aggro at night. So, you have this first day challenge of what the fuck am I gonna do? And you have to learn you have to figure out your own parameters for what you're going to do and then your own strategy for how to meet these challenges. My recommendation, spawn in a forest, especially your first time. Um, also, go read some of the common defense strategies for Seven Days to Die. Um, I'll just I'll tell you mine that I came up with, well, not that I came up with, but that I, that I perfected to my own liking yesterday in my game that I started at um, about nine hours ago. I'm only two hours into it. Um, build a five by five grid of, you know, if you have to build it out of wood frame, but even better, build it out of cobblestone frame. Build a bunch of cobblestone fill in those frames, 5 by 5 on each of those corners, build them up to 3, and then build them up one more, and then fill in that fourth cobblestone thing with a floor, a cobblestone floor, and fill that all in. Then build a... start off by building a 2, uh, just on the edges, just a... Um, a 2-tall wood frame wall... And uh, have a ladder going down on one side, uh, and then cover that la- cover up the little hole in the wall that leads down to that ladder with um, with wood frame. If you need to fill it in, I would recommend filling it in. And then don't move and just craft the night away. Um, don't touch anything that smells like food or whatever. And you should be able to manage most of the nights. The problem, though, is the seventh, is not the seventh day. It's the eighth morning. The eighth morning, depending on how you want to slice it, is either God's retribution of a really wrathful God who is pissed that you and others like you are still surviving in his glorious post-apocalyptic vision, or is just the remnants of some sort of fucking whatever seven-day virus, rage virus, zombie rage virus. There are different types of zombies, by the way. Even within any any biome, there are all kinds of different types of zombies. They all spawn with different aggression levels, different initial walk speeds, different initial crawl speeds. All of them have, um, not all of them, but many of them have various different special powers, like uh, Shriekers, will spawn, if you don't kill them, they will spawn more zombies. Anyway, bottom line is, at midnight, on 
the eighth morning the sky turns red and it is time for the horde regardless of how well they have detected you previously the horde now detects you wherever you go and they will rip apart everything that you have built between you and them the good, that's the bad news the good news is you only have to withstand the horde for roughly you know if you let's find out, let's actually find out let's get a scientific analysis how long is the day in seven days to die Okay. Daytime is between uh, 0600 hours and 2200 hours. Last 16 hours on Saturn settings. During the day, zombies only walk or crawl and are, in general, less aggressive than at night. They are much less aggressive than at night. At night, zombies that you could normally rely on being just shambling messes are hyper-fast ultra aggro the second they see you. Night is between 2200 and 600 hours. It lasts 8 hours. So let's say this is not what I wanted, but let's say that night is from 0 100 hours to 6 hours in the morning. And let's say each second is roughly two seconds long. So each minute is roughly two seconds long. That means you have to survive the, the eighth morning for about 12 minutes. Maybe 15 minutes. It's more like 15 minutes. You're going to die. Especially your first time, you're going to die. I am still going to die. I've been playing this 100 hours now and my god here's the cool thing about seven days to die your entire life is ruled by oh how realistic two meters realistic what two meters no we're not talking about feet and centimeters we're talking we're not talking about foot and centimeters burial versus metric we're talking about two meters one is your health the other is your stamina your health meter at the beginning of the game starts off at 100. So does your stamina. They appear in the bottom left hand of your screen. One is blue, one is red. Now, your stamina meter de- replenishes and fluctuates, etc. Um, based on the physical activities that you do. It does so in such a forgiving way that it's very easy to underestimate the importance of your stamina meter. Your health meter represents the maximum damage you can take before you die. None of these reflect bleeding out, getting pervasively destroyed by systemic infections, food poisoning, um, dysentery, or other constantly debilitating and draining effects over time but we'll forego the explanation of those problems you'll learn about them in quick order for instance drinking unboiled water will give you dysentery but it will hydrate you dysentery sucks infection sucks even worse infection is not like getting zombie infected it's just you have a wound that is getting naturally infected you need antibiotics or it will kill you in two and a half hours of game time. Real life clock time, not actual game clock time. So, you know, you can do, you can adjust for the math. The bottom line, though, is that every time you die, basically, when you start, every time you die, you retain all of your skills. You drop a backpack, which contains all of your inventory items at the point of your death, which appears on your radar, but 
basically you lose 10 points off of the maximum value that each of those meters can have. So instead of 100 stamina, 100 health, after your first death, it'll be 90 stamina, 90 health, more or less. There are various different things that, you know, blah. You can also rebuild those stats by keeping constantly hydrated, keeping constantly fed. You can also debilitate your ability to regenerate stamina, which is very important. Stamina is your running... You'll learn the importance of stamina. Anyway, so when when the eighth morning comes, my first time I lived to the eighth morning was probably on my tenth or twelfth game, and I died at least four times. But they were rather gentle times and I managed to live by fighting on the second story of the building that I had occupied which by the way find an information center your first time if you can find an information center fortify that and then that'll give you a good idea of why you should be reading the you know the seven days to die wiki on how to how to build more defensible structures etc 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 and then learn how to build a forge and learn how to you know Oh, weaponsmithing, okay. Trading strategies, okay. All this other stuff, because this is literally 100 hours into the game, I am barely scratching the surface in terms of the technologies that I'm able to craft, technology trees that I've mastered. All this stuff has to be done predominantly in your head. And the game is so intense and so unrelenting that you're either recovering from a disaster or heading towards a disaster that you're not aware of no matter how smart you are you are always heading towards a disaster you're not aware of it is fabulous so let's say you die four times you know your first seven days then you see the eighth morning and the whole thing starts again only now the zombies there's new types of zombies that are roaming and by the way there are hordes that are hordes that are like free roaming hordes of like you know it starts up the farthest day that I've gotten to that I can remember was like day 20 and that's when I started seeing you know roving hordes that included wild dogs which are terrible fuck those guys they are monstrous they're more dangerous than any other creature that I've encountered except for bears um, but you'll discover all sorts of stuff if you were into Minecraft as a survival game this could be it for you it doesn't have the same structural crafting elements in terms of like the depth of geography or the beauty of possible geography this is all about survival and it is hardcore radical survival I am particularly in love with it I think you might be too if, you know especially if you've ever wondered about what it would take you know, like even just like in the remotest you know, inkling of your brain pick up 7 Days to Die um, which is, by the way, now that I have the internet again on this computer let's check it out 7 Days to Die is $24.99. It is still an early access. Oh, hey. They have a great video. It's actually a full full live action video that depicts your very... It's so crazy. Go watch that video. If that video looks like something that you might want to do in a video game, then fuck yeah. Pick up 7 Days to Die. It's a lot of stuff and the organizational skills the time management and pressure skills um literally it's inventory organizational skills um say nothing of time management it's really organizational skills planning skills survival skills and then just being able to confront absolute chaos constantly at every level in surprising ways that are not cheap or brutal I mean they're brutal but they're not cheap like they don't just kill you um, although there are some aspects of it that will do that there's a little bit of luck involved in this game to you know being able to live to like you know four hours 
longer, around four hours or more. But $24.99 is a great fucking investment. And I have not played it on multiplayer, but there is co-op multiplayer and versus multiplayer where, you know, uh, multiple individual player characters try to, you know, uh, you know, collaborate or, um, conspire against slash with each other as survivors. I have not done it. I'm looking into the possibility of running a server. I want to get a little further because, like, I really, what I'm really looking forward to is, uh, Mix being able to mix cement, and that's you know, blah, and also getting a fucking pair of calipers, which I have spent the last 50 hours of my game time every throughout multiple different games, at least 20 different games over the last 50 hours. Well, not 20, but I spent a lot of game time, um, across multiple games trying to figure out exactly the best way. And as of yesterday, when I figured out the the little semi-disposable shelter that will keep you safe during nights, most nights, um, provided that you don't move and just sit there and craft. Um, anyway, $24.99. It's still in early access, um, but we're looking at maybe making our own server. Um, it's still in early access. Check it out. If you don't like it, return it. It's not the most beautiful game, by the way, but it is functionally beautiful. Um, you can check out a video of us fighting the our first time fighting, or our second time fighting the eighth morning um, by uh, looking at the show blurb for this week, but uh, Seven Days Die came out December 13th, 2013. In early access, they are still updating it constantly. This is not an abandonware game. Um, the most recent update came out uh, just uh, uh, just in the middle of February so yeah 7 Days to Die build itself is how long will you survive 7 Days to Die is redefined the survival genre with unraveled crafting and world building content set in a brutally unforgiving post-apocalyptic world overrun by the undead Uh, 7 Days to Die is an open world game that is a unique combination of first person shooter survival, crafting, and role-playing game. Um, Check out their new video that they have on their Steam Store page or our video of us defending against the zombie horde. Um, That's our our review. Seven Days to Die. I'm really McLoving it. If I... You'll, you know, just like uh, Starbound, you know, when I stop playing it, you'll know, more or less. Um, I guess I never said when I stopped playing Star Mountain, but, you know, more or less, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I very much enjoy Seven Days to Die. It is hardcore. What do we want? Brains. When do we want them? Brains. Alright, let's hit him with the, the new, uh, the, the, uh, the deals, Ivor. And bring this to everyone's favorite section, segment of the show, the deals. So, first off, first off in our deals this week, um, and we only have uh, four deals, but, you know, we haven't had the deals in a while, so I know that last week we skipped them all together. So, first off, we have Hitman, the recently released Feral Port um, from only like last month. Um, Hitman. Which is the first, well, the second appearance of Hitman on Linux. The first appearance of Hitman on Linux was Hitman Go. Oh my god, why is this playing? No, do not autoplay video. Oh my god. It's chaos over here. It's chaos, I tell you. Um, Hitman is now available at two different flavors at 50% off now through March 21st. Hitman the intro pack which is prologue, the prologue plus episode one which you could think of as 
the base game, I guess, is 50% off at $7.49, or you can get what I have, um, Hitman Upgrade Pack, which includes the ep- episodes 2 to 6, plus a bonus episode, um, which is also 50% off, and I'm pretty sure this is what I have. Because, yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. Anyway, uh, Hitman Upgrade Pack, episodes 2 to 6, plus bonus episode, is also 50% off now through March 21st at $24.99. I'm not sure if you need to buy both of these or what. It does. It's very difficult to understand because... Like, I can't just click on one package and find out. So, you'll have to do your own math on this, I guess. But Hitman is on a half-off sale now through March 21st. It is... Get your garrot on, motherfucker. Get that fiber wire out. Show some Linux love. You will love it. Um, Speaking of which, wow, this is like the feral interactive... Oh, this is so cool. I love it. I love it. This is great. XCOM 2 XCOM 2 now through March 20th is 60% off down from $59.99 to $23.99 fucking A and if that if you've not beaten Feral's excellent port of XCOM XCOM Enemy Unknown now through oh it doesn't say but I'm gonna imagine that it's March 20th um, XCOM Enemy Unknown is 75% off at $7.49 down from uh, I think $29.99 you should beat these games in sequence I would recommend that if you're a big fan of the old school XCOM games like my, my buddy Captain Ford is you know blah 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 um, Captain Ford and I have, have played a little bit of XCOM 2 it's kind of weak on the multiplayer but whatever um He's a big fan of the old school old school XCOM games. You know, Enemy from the Deep. XCOM Apocalypse is actually what he liked. I liked Enemy from the Deep. Um, you should play XCOM Enemy Unknown and XCOM 2 in order because they're both they're one re, the first reboots the series the second continues off from the end of Enemy Unknown. So I would say buy both of them. Um, then third in our uh, deal section, we have Borderlands 2, which this is pretty cool. Borderlands 2, Game of the Year edition. And I don't know when these end, because it won't show me when these end. But eh, Borderlands 2, Game of the Year edition, which is the one that is like actually has the Steam OS logo next to it is 78% off at $8.79. Here we go. And I just want to tell you what's in this package real fast. Includes lots of stuff that... Because Borderlands 2 is not my favorite game of all time. A lot of other people love Borderlands 2. A lot of people have been... I know that a lot of people have been waiting to buy Borderlands 2. Borderlands 2, Captain Scarlet and... Her Pirate's Booty, Borderlands 2 Psycho Pack, Borderlands 2 Collector's Edition Pack, Borderlands 2 Creature Slaughter Dome, Borderlands 2 Mechromancer Pack, Borderlands 2 Mr. Tongue's Campaign of Carnage, Borderlands 2 Sir Hammerlock's Big Game Hunt, Borderlands 2 Tiny Teeny, Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep, and Borderlands 2 Ultimate Vault Hunters Upgrade Pack. All of those are included in that package. Um, 78% Borderlands 2 Game of the Year edition, 78% off $8.79 and then finally in our uh, our deal section, wow so cool to have a, a deal section again we're not going to talk about how Sid Meier's Civilization 6 is on sale we're going to talk about Sid Meier's Civilization 5 which came out September 21st 2010 um Sid Meier's Civ 5, which I also don't know when this deal expires, but uh, right now through who knows when, it is 75% off at $7.49. So, to recap, Hitman, 50% off, 
you know, roughly, if you want the whole big thing, $29, $29.99 now through March 21st. XCOM 2, 60% off. $23.99 March 20th. Borderlands 2, Game of the Year Edition, 78% off. $8.79. Who knows when that deal expires? And then uh, finally, uh, Civilization 5, 75% off. $7.49. Who knows when it expires? Round and round she goes. So, That'll do us. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Uh, Have a good weekend. Have a safe weekend. And uh, check out the uh, videos for uh, this episode. No column, but we will have an episode. We will have a a video that shows us confronting our second seventh day in our review of this week, Seven Days to Die. Cheers. Thanks for listening. Later days. Well, you see, we'll be fisting the sheep. We'll be fisting the sheep. Oh, we'll be fisting the sheep when the farmer goes to sleep. Oh, you take off your watch and you roll up your sleeve. Why? Because don't want to lose it in the sheep fisting. A good idea. Four or five times. Hi there. There is delight in doing things right. Four or five times. It is I, E.B. Farnham. Maybe I'll cry. I'll get you a drink. And if I die, I'm gonna cry. Four or five times. Do you like to play? We like to play. I like you. We like to sing. It only runs on Linux. We like to go. Yaddy yaddy yo. Four or five times. We're going to have such fun. Bebop 1. You're becoming hysterical. Bebop 2. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Bebop 3. Yada, yada, yee. Four or five times. Matt Damon. There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. Farnham. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there. I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.